you picked up the slack this time. I did. When I am not able to carry as much of the emotional responsibility and I need, I don't know if I need to, I am focusing more on my own internal pain. You have to carry more of the weight of the responsibility at that moment. You have to do more, work harder right. to, ha to make sure the relationship is staying in that 95% range of, mm -hmm. of healthy. Um, so you've had to carry more than your fair share lately. And I notice it and I see it and I'm grateful for it. Welcome to the Secure Marriage Podcast, where we believe it's possible to fight less, feel understood, and enjoy a deeper connection with your spouse. We're your hosts, Paul and Shannon Elmore, and on today's episode, why giving more than you get in marriage always works best. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. It's too early for that. Yeah, no. Let's go back and visit um, a theme that we've talked about maybe early on in the low hundreds. Okay. Or no, in the low tens of <laughs> very, episode number here. Very early. Yeah, old stuff. What do you do when your spouse is struggling with some form of depression, when they are hurting or struggling with something and it is dramatically affecting how they relate to you and how you relate to them. Mm. And the reason I'm bringing this up is because I know that I recently have not been in a great state. I have right. been cranky pants or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> um, just, I haven't been in a great place. Right. But you also recently have gone through about a month, month and a half of some significant depression and some massive chemistry imbalance or something was going something on. Something was going on for sure. And how did it, how did it, let's start with this. Let's always start with you because that's easier than having to talk about me. <laughs> um, when you were in that state, did you know that you were off? Oh, this time for absolutely sure, yes. Yeah. I knew I was off. It, oh, oh, just thinking about it makes me just feel like drained. Right. Um, it was definitely something was not right. It's it's frustrating and sad and depressing all wrapped all in one. <laughs> it's a lovely depression sandwich there. Yeah. How do you feel about yourself when you know you are in that state? What's the kind of the self-talk that goes on? Well, um, I feel like I'm broken, hmm. that I'm never going to feel better. Yeah. Um, that one's that one's not near as strong as it used to be because I have learned and you have helped me learn and understand that these things are for a season. Our bodies are designed to heal, hmm. uh, but it's still... It, it's not easy to get to those thoughts and yeah. to, and to actually believe them when you're in the middle of it. Hmm. Um, and the other thing that for me predominantly this time around was I have worked so hard over the last few years to get healthy, become just physically better mm -hmm. so that I don't have to struggle with this. Yeah. And all the work that I have done just feels like what a waste of time yeah. because here yeah. I am back in this spot again. Mm -hmm. And what did I do to cause it? Yeah. Yeah. And in this, this time around, I just have not felt well enough to do a whole lot of anything, mm -hmm. which is, 
I didn't realize it at first, but when I first started to get into it, I just didn't have any mode. I've got a tough mutter coming up in September and I didn't have any motivation to train. Right. Like I couldn't find my motivation. Now that I've come through to the other side of it, it was like, oh, well, it makes sense. It wasn't a, about a lack of motivation. There's just something wrong with me. Yeah. And so you when you've got chemical imbalances, physical stuff going on, hormonal imbalances, you don't have a lot of control over your motivation. No, no. How did it affect you and me? And again, you get to talk from your side, then I'll share from my side here, but did it affect you and me? Um, n not, in my mind, It not really. It, aside from just maybe not feeling connected all the time just because I was out of whack. Yeah. But I knew that that was not because we weren't connected. Right. It's just because of where I was at. Right. So, um, but as far as, I think you have done a phenomenal job of taking care of me and understanding where I was at mm. and doing things to try to make life easier for me because just life was hard. Yeah. There's a moment, and this happens every time when you go through some sort of depressive episode, and you've had probably a handful of them. Some of them lasted years, and some of them lasted weeks. But you've, you've had kind of periodic episodes of mm -hmm. struggling with depression. Sure. And the first couple of days, it doesn't really bother me that much because it's like, oh, okay, I'm just wondering if it's that time of the month or if, right. if it's just kind of a short, normal kind of just bad mood couple days. Right. And then there's a day where it's like, oh, inside I know this isn't going away immediately, that this is kind of moving into one of these depressive seasons. And I can remember making a choice internally that says, okay, I know that I'm going to be giving more than I get yeah. in this season, in this time. And I make a conscious decision to move into that state where I get to care for you. I get to um, give a little bit extra than I normally would. I get to check in with you. I also, even on practical things, I know that you're not going to be doing things around the house or with business and things like that. I know you're not going to be able to do as much about that. I know that you're not going to be able to go certain places. You know, you can't go to church with me or you, you just you get up and, and it's kind of a, a crapshoot to see how you're feeling that day. Yeah, exactly. So I hold everything very loosely um, in terms of plans and things like that because it's very subjective based upon where you're at at the moment. Mm -hmm. And... When I make that shift of, okay, it's just my turn to give and give and give and care for you, I don't do it begrudgingly. I don't do it like, oh my gosh, here we go again. It's what I've signed up for because I right. chose to marry you. It's what I get to do to honor you. It's what I get to do to, to honor God and say, I'm not doing this you know so that I can get a cookie at the end. <laughs> I'm doing this because... Um, I've chosen to unconditionally love and accept this imperfect woman that I'm married to. Right. And I'm going to do that to the best of my ability um, as, as much as possible. And I also know, like you've said, uh, this only lasts for a season that we're designed to heal, that we will figure out what's going on. And it's fun to see you kind of wake up again. There's that couple days where it's like, oh my gosh, I actually feel better again. Right. And, and it's, it's, it's like crazy. getting you back from the dead. It's like, it's like a light switch flips. Yeah, it and is. It really is. It's, it's like coming back from the dead. 
um, something that you said about um, that you don't that you make a choice yeah. to to give more than you know you're going to get, yeah. and that um, you don't do it begrud- begrudgingly, and a few other things, and um, that is so so absolutely true. Um, this is not just theory and talk for Paul. It's not just um, no, knowing the right thing to say or the right thing to do. If he was doing it begrudgingly, I would sense it mm-hmm. and feel it. And and I didn't, like he asked the question about, you asked the question about, um, did this affect us? And my answer is like, well, no, I don't really feel like it did. If you had been doing those things frustratedly yeah. or begrudgingly, it would have changed the whole outcome. I probably would have sat in this for a lot longer because yeah. I, even if you never verbalized anything negative to me, anything critical to me, anything, any yeah. out loud, yeah. I would have felt that begrudgingness and it would have just made me feel worse. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And so that's really important to understand that when you have a spouse who's struggling, yeah. That if you're frustrated about it yeah. and you're you're doing things because you have to yeah. and it's like, well, fine, I'll just do this because, you know, or whatever attitude that you have that's not a conscious choice to do it selflessly right. because you love your spouse, because you know they're struggling and you want to help them in any way that you can. Yeah. Um they will feel it and it will add to the burden that they're already carrying. Yeah. And it, it is. And that's the last thing I want to have happen. Is exactly. I, I don't want my care of you to add a burden right. to what you're already going through. Right. The answer is yes, it did affect us. It affects us significantly. You don't feel it as much because you're just so focused on your own internal experience and you just don't have the bandwidth. And again, that's okay. That's fine. But it does absolutely affect us and I get to pick up the slack. So we we try to operate at 95, 98% most of the time. Right. And that's pretty balanced most of the time. But when you drop down, it means I have to ramp up to 110, 120. And we still keep it around the 95%. And that affects us. That affects the relationship for sure. But I get to cover for you. I get to pick up the slack for you when you're in that state. So let's flip this around now. Because I know that I haven't been in a great state for the last four or five days. Right. And mine doesn't come across as depression, does no, it? No, <laughs> no, it really doesn't. I wish it did. I wish it was as something as warm and fuzzy as depression. Yours when comes I get out off, as grumpy, hurly, growly. Yeah. Yeah. Pissy, intense. Uh I don't know what the I don't know what the correct term is, but I am just not warm and fuzzy to be around. No. And your fuse is super duper. Yeah. Like, I want to say less than short. <laughs> there is no fuse. Right. Yeah. It's just yep. like, bam. Get me toward the heat source and I blow up. Yeah, <laughs> yes, exactly. exactly. So I'll go in the same order of questions that I asked you. How does that, how do I feel internally about that? I feel horrible because number one, I know that I am in that state. I right. have the self-awareness to go, Paul, you're being an ass right now. You are just not being nice. You are, you are not fun to be around. And I know that I can pick up on that about myself. Mm-hmm. I also know that I, I, there isn't just any magic words that I can do to change that, that right. it's like, Oh, I'm going to feel better by, by saying these three affirmations. And then I feel all better. <laughs> that doesn't happen. No. Um, 
one of the things that I do do, I said do do, um, <laughs> is, and you've, we've heard this a lot, even when you were in kind of going through your thing, it is, um, I'm in a bad state of mind. I am, I am really angry right now. I am just not doing good internally, but you and I are okay. Yes. Always come back to the relationship and go, we are fine. You haven't done anything that's, that I'm mad at you about. This is all me. Um, we're going to be okay. We kind of anchor that relationship still. Um, and it's just my turn to go through whatever right. crappy internal experience and storm that I'm, that I'm having at the moment. Right. I feel guilty because I know that I'm not good to be around. I know that I'm not pleasant. I can see you take deep breaths whenever I kind of respond in a sharp or biting way. And I watch you take a deep breath. And instead of choosing to personalize that now and go, don't snap at me like that and making it about you, you breathe and then you come over and you'll either rub my arm <laughs> or you'll give me a hug or you'll give me a little kiss on the cheek and you'll go here. You need this. You sacrifice. You give. Even though I just took a swing at you emotionally, right. let's be sure. really clear, <laughs> emotionally, right. I just took a swing at you. You don't take it personally and you you actually get closer to me and you care for me because you know that's not a normal, typical response right. in me. Right. Um, for for those of you who are like at the beginning of learning some of these things that we talk about and go, <laughs> oh man, I wish I could do that. Well, let me tell you, it has taken some time for me <laughs> to learn how to be able to do this. Yeah. So there's hope. Yeah. Just know that it takes time and practice. Because this has been, I'm, I'm glad that you noticed sure. this time. I, I have made conscious choices to go, he's in this place. I can still be in the state that I'm in prior to whatever he's feeling. It's really hard for me to stay in that nice, happy, calm, quiet place when, when you snap. Yeah. Um, but I've worked really hard to recognize that we both go through these yeah. and, and I have learned a lot by watching you too. Mm -hmm. And so, um, I think, I do think f as for me, anger is hard for me to not be affected by. Of course. And so I really have to take a deep breath and go, okay, this is, this is his stuff. He's in obviously 42 worlds of pain and and bumping bumping his elbow on the <clears throat> on a door um probably didn't hurt as much as he just sounded like it hurt mm -hmm. which tells me there's more going on yeah. and so i can be kind and patient and caring and not a fixer right. i can just sit in it with him as best i can and it's not always easy, but I think this time around, for whatever reason, I my cup was just more full and I had more ability to be able to do that for you this time. You picked up the slack this time. I did. When I am not able to carry as much of the emotional responsibility and I need to, I don't know if I need to, I am focusing more on my own internal pain you have to carry more of the weight of the responsibility at that moment. You have to do more, work harder right. to, ha to make sure the relationship is staying in that 95% range of, mm -hmm. of healthy. 
Um, so you've had to carry more than your fair share lately. And I notice it and I see it and I'm grateful for it. And you do it in loving and, and fun ways. <laughs> you be nice. <laughs> I took some pain medication last night because my back was not doing well. And so I went to bed last night and the medication affects me. So I'm getting sleepy and Shannon gives me a kiss and goes out to do something in the living room. And five minutes later, she comes back in and it's like, what are you doing? I'm trying to go to bed here. And she does something in the bedroom, comes over and gives me another kiss. She walks out. Three minutes later, she walks in, does something else in the bedroom, comes over, gives me a kiss, walks out. Honey, I'm trying to go to sleep here. Comes in two minutes later. She gets something else. She comes over and she gives me a kiss and walks out. And then it becomes a thing. Then it becomes funny because it's like, okay, now I'm just enjoying bugging my husband while he's in a chemically altered state <laughs> and having fun with that. I also knew you weren't trying to go to sleep I was necessarily because on my you were, phone you, at were the moment, yes, you were playing the stuff. that color color game game or whatever yep. it was, which I used to relax. I'm going to use that as a clinically important medical calming technique. Got it. <laughs> See, I can spin anything to make it work. Yeah, for and me. then I thought you were going to tell everybody that I got bossy and told you put it away and go to bed. Well, you, she did do that. You do do that a lot. No, you're out bossy. of love, out of kindness, out of all these things. You, you, um, you tell me what to do. Yes, this you morning you told me that I yelled at you, and that is so not the case. <laughs> I told you lovingly that you should probably put that away and go to sleep, so you don't miss your window of opportunity. You're right, and I did, and I did, I did go to sleep. Anyway, all of this is to say that. Uh, even if I'm in a pissy mood and I'm chemically altered because of medication, you still know how to have fun with me. You still know how to love me. You still know how to come in and kiss me and take care of me. Doesn't hurt that I shaved off my goatee and I have a nice smoothie oh, kissing yeah. face now. That so does make it much more lovely. Always a, a benefit for me. Um, so all these things are, are just lovely when you sacrifice more for me when I am in my season of crap. And I'm glad that I get to do it for you when you're in your season of crap. And even though I would like to say you and I have a very healthy relationship, I still haven't figured out how to prevent you from being in your seasons of crap. And you haven't figured out how to prevent me from being in my seasons of crap. So we're happy all the time. We yeah, know that. That's not going to happen. It's just a matter of time before one of right. us falls in the hole again. Right. And this is a skill and a practice that we're going to have to maintain and continue to do right. until one of us gets hit by a bus. That's just what's going to have to happen. Well, let me remind you that we both, both will get, to get hit, hit by, by a bus. bus. Yeah, yeah. That's a promise I made to her that we will both get hit by the bus at the same time. Something that that um, just I, I think about is for years when you would be in a crappy place, mm. that would affect me yeah. and I would become in a crappy place. Mm -hmm. And I did not have the ability to help you mm. or give more. Mm. And then you were in a crappy place and you had to give more out of something that you didn't have mm. to take care of me yeah. because now I was in a crappy place. And I'm yeah. so thankful that happens still once in a while, but not near as much as it used to. Yeah. And I'm, and 
and I recognize it much easier. I see it now. Mm. So as you practice, as you yeah. start making those changes, they do stick. They stick. Yeah. And the, the best thing you could ever do for your spouse, the most loving thing you can do for your spouse is become the healthiest version of yourself. Yeah. That's just such a good gift to give someone. So I thought that would be timely and apropos yeah. um, since that's kind of the worlds we've been going through at the moment. I'm glad that you're back from the dark place that you were in. Me too. I am glad that I will eventually get out of my space and I will be in a better place here. It's yeah. not going to hurt anything that we're going on a cruise in a week. Ugh. So that's going to be lovely. That sometimes is a hard reset for us. Yeah. Regardless of any of that, I love you unconditionally. Mm -hmm. I love you with all of my heart. I am glad that you are my wife, that you're my spouse, and that we get to do this thing called life together. Yeah, me too. It's pretty good, isn't it? It is. We don't have a perfect marriage, but... We do have a secure marriage. And we want everyone out there to have what we have as yeah, well. Yeah, so for sure. If you're interested in kind of learning the beginning steps to doing that, you can go to securemarriage.com. We have several courses. We have a buttload of free podcasts. Yeah. So if that feels like helpful or this like, you're listening to us going, man, I would love, I would love to be able to have that in my marriage. Again, that's not where we started, but that's where we've ended up. And we've, yes. we've used the tools that we are offering to other people on a daily basis. So we oh my know gosh. that yes, they we work do. every time. So securemarriage.com, we suggest starting with the relationship roadmap. That's a perfect place to start. Other than that, thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah. We'll see you next time. All righty. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.